Hey guys and welcome to the TCC podcast where we discuss everything coffee. Hey guys, Theo here and Stefan again. <laughs> <laughs> Back with the next topic. And today's topic is coffee prices. Prices. Yes. So. Something very close to our heart. Mm, definitely. Um, actually one of the main reasons why in 2016 I wanted to start this coffee coin. Mm. Um, prices for me is the reason why I got so emotional around the coffee aspect um, because of the fact, you know, because of all of the factors that actually influences the coffee prices. Yeah, and there's, there's a lot of things that influences coffee um, prices, like recently, last year, that we... Um, we got the frost in the Brazil. The frost in Brazil, yes. And that's a big, that's a big loss. That was and, a very big thing for us. And it's it's very sad. And I think those uh, farmers is they devastated because all the money goes. Yes. Because that's their money. And at the end of well, the you, day, you know what breaks my heart yeah. on you saying it's their money. Yeah. The the sad thing or the thing that that really gets me, the thing that irritates me to the point where I actually want to get angry, even <clears> though I know it's not a good idea because like. If you get angry, all the blood leaves your brain, goes to the major muscles to prepare you for a fight. There you go. And for that period of time, you lose 15% of your IQ. So I try not to get angry. But this this tends to irritate <laughs> me so much that I want to get angry yeah. to do something about it. And of course, I choose not to get angry because it's just pointless. So just do something about it. Yeah, so let's just do something <laughs> about it. Um, the thing that breaks my heart and makes me very emotional is the fact that when coffee farms have have coffee, mm. so let's say there's 10,000 farms out there and they actually got a beautiful harvest this year, the prices are really, really cheap because of supply and demand. Yeah. So now that the coffee farms have coffee to sell, no one wants to pay for it. Yeah, that's a, yeah, and that's right. Yeah, then now that now that it's now nothing, all of a sudden there's a frost well, that nothing, comes down. There's a lot, lot less. Yeah, and we lost. <clears throat> I think they said it's about fifteen thousand hectares of actual coffee trees, not farm. Fifteen thousand hectares of trees, that's a lot. which accounts down to roughly about uh, I think it was four point six million kilograms of coffee. Yeah. that this year will not be harvested. That's a lot. So now that these farmers that need the money don't have any coffee to sell, Yeah. now and all of a sudden the price goes up and 100%. Now, and now we have to pay, or the consumers yes. have to pay a We lot. pay more so that who can get the, the money at the end of the day? The freaking stock exchange. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's sad because the <sighs> stock exchange is just the, the guy that takes the money. Yes, the middlemen <laughs> take all the money. now. To be fair towards the importers and exporters, I'm not blaming you. It's not you. It's the guys that, that charges you for containers, for shipping yes. containers. It's the guys that, you know, the taxation side of it. It mm. is the, the stock exchange where they make their prices more and, you know, the prices of, of coffee as such go up. Mm. So it's, it's more expensive for a share of the coffee Java, uh, you know, registered... I don't know exactly how those registrations work. I don't really care because they just tick me off. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear the frustration in my voice? Um, it, it, it really gets me emotional. Yeah, it does because at the end of the day, the farmers need to make a living. Yes. And they have to pay their workers that's there for, at the end of the day, cheap labor because the farmer don't get enough money. To pay because more. Because when they have a lot, 
they don't get paid they don't enough. get paid more yes so and then um at the end of the day we want to help them get better prices on their coffee that's it and, and, and that's, that's why this whole coin came into into yes, thought that, that, and now into existence <coughs> now yeah. um the, i have to probably mention well two things i have to mention before, because i want to yes before go. you go there let's quickly oh yes the coffee we're drinking today discuss oh yes coffee. i always run away from the coffee <laughs> that we're drinking today so today we've got uh favor and grace very nice packaging mm. packaging cylinder, for those of you watching on youtube cylinder tube with uh, nice graphics and stuff on so today we've got a burundi from cabezi cabezi I'm, yes. I'm not sure if that's the region the region or the, or the processing or plant the processing yeah we're not plant, sure but it's, a, it's a washed process mm -hmm. um and yeah we did it through an aeropress yeah, we popped it through AeroPress on a 1 to, 11. 1 to uh, 11. So I, I did a very slow slow press on the extraction. It was a beautiful, uh, about four, four minutes, very slow press, double filter. Uh, water was on 87 degrees Celsius. Okay. Uh, so the reason why I pushed a 1 to 11 ratio is the coffee is uh, not old, but it, it's old enough that a lot of the flavors would have slightly started, you know, um, running away yeah. uh, so I went slightly finer on grind did a very slow press uh, 1 to 11 so that I can then top it up just to break that astringency yes. because of the fine grind yeah, yeah. up to a 1 to 12 ratio so it's a 1 to 12 ratio in cup uh, okay. but a 1 to 11 pour and extracted okay. uh, on a red bourbon so nice. very 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 nice coffee love red bourbon anywhere in the world so you guys know we are fans of red bourbon always always <laughs> and um, as i was mentioning to to stefan earlier um in a lot of african countries like rwanda you get your burundi you get your uganda um they actually don't allow anything outside of a red or a, a bourbon cultivation so only beans that have been cultivated from red bourbon is according to government allowed to be grown in those countries that's very interesting so they basically restrict them only to bourbon yes. varieties just to kind of keep a certain standard in their country okay um so of course there's there's a lot of cultivations around the red bourbon yeah. like k7 r11s <laughs> sl28 sl34s a lot of those uh single varieties originated or was changed through either DNA or cross-pollination uh, cross yeah. uh, were created from the <coughs> red bourbon. Um, okay. So Interesting. gorgeous coffee. Yeah. I love so. red bourbon. A lot of red uh, berries yeah, popping in the coffee. Yeah. Nice citrus element. Um, that earthiness coming through in the throat. Mm. And some black currant. Yeah. It's got a black currant finish yeah, in the, the background. Finish the back, yes. Very, Perfect. very nice. So, so nice nice job favor and grace yes favor and grace so, a roastery in south africa i think yeah i think well i'm not sure where they are but in south africa <laughs> we're in yes. south africa i can't tell you but um go and check them out on the coast but yeah, go and check them out yeah um support them go and taste their coffees mm. yeah beautiful good so back to the topic at yes. hand you had to um, so the whole pricing Yes, again. That you had two points that you wanted to. Yeah, there's two points I wanted to go into, but now I can't remember what it was about. <laughs> I, I thought it might be, <laughs> I might be um, 
<laughs> getting you off of your topic, but yeah. Yeah, well, I'm sure the topic will come back to mind <laughs> just now, you know. Um, yeah, so uh, one of the reasons why we want to discuss pricing today is just to kind of give you... Oh, yeah, that's that's um, one of the things just yeah. came back to mind. There we go. Um, so the two... Well, one of the two things, I'll probably get the, the second one just now. Two things that I don't just want to mention, but actually have to mention, is that the average farmer out there in the world farming coffee. Now I'm mm. talking about, I've got a plot size, like a one hectare or whatever, piece of property, I've got 300 trees on my piece of property, yeah. and we for our family pick these coffee cherries and we take them to the local washing station. Yes. Um, get paid <clears throat> anything between 150 to $2 per pound of coffee picked. That all. Now in South Africa, that would equate to about 34 Rand per uh, per pound, which gives us a roughly about just over 20 rand a kilogram. Really? Um, so sometimes between 15 and 20 bucks a kilogram. Now, that for me is heartbreaking because yeah, if, if I only have three 300 trees, which means I'm only going to get like a ton of coffee down. Now, a, cough of, a, a ton of coffee cherry is only about 300 kilograms of coffee bean. Yeah. It loses about 70 to 85% of its weight. So that breaks my heart. That's a lot. That, that's so. Do they do they um, weigh it or do they pay them after they? Um, Unfortunately, a lot of the green. washing stations only pay after. Um, <coughs> well, after not the... not by green bean. They pay them okay. by cherry. Okay. Um, but they they normally do flotation first. Uh, so they so... take out all of the less dense oh. beans. Um, so I know a lot of the guys also prefer, especially if it's going to be coffee that's going to be going through for like, you know, naturals or mm. honey processes. Um, the guys that do fully wash don't really care about uh, doing flotation, okay. um, except if they know they had some, you know, organism, uh, some, some pesticides yes. or whatever on the farm. Um, but then, you know, they try and fully wash most of the coffees. And then they pay them that. Now, the other thing I wanted to mention is most of the coffee grown in the world connected to the stock exchange, um, on, on my knowledge that I have around it, um, yeah. not that I have that much as of yet, I'm still learning every day, um, but most of the guys that influence the price is commercial guys. Okay. Now, you get some farms in Brazil uh, that is five, six, seven, ten thousand hectares of coffee trees. That's, that's big, huh? Um, so it's very, very large farms. Yeah. They pick with machinery. So they've got, uh, you know, these big um, yeah. machines that, so, you know, like tractors that shake the trees and they get all of the, the cherries off. Yeah. Um, and they unfortunately influence the price because they make commercial coffee. So they're, they're killing the small guys, basically. They're killing all of the small farmers because if the price for them comes down, yeah. they're still making money. Yeah, and the small guys don't. And get the four small farmers get nothing because oh, they have to feed their family on that coffee for a year. For a year. For a year. And they only get one and a half to two dollars per pound. Per pound. Yeah, that's bad. That that's is bad. That's so sad, man. No, it's, that's not that's not right. And then if of I course, can say it like that. Uh, but now I now I understand your frustration. Yes. And um. Well, then then came <clears> this organization, and they were like, okay, let's try and fix this. Let's get a better price for the farmers, mm -hmm. fair trade. Okay. So they started registering fair trade. Now, again, I'm not that much, I don't have that much knowledge. I'm not that knowledgeable on, on fair trade. So I'm not going to say much about it. Um, to be quite honest, I don't do fair trade. I try and do direct trade. Okay. I try and get connected to the actual farm yes. where I get my coffee from. I don't import it. 
I go through an importer because at the end of the day I can't cut the the middleman yeah. out. He's also trying to make a living. Yeah. Um, we we unfortunate. Um, in 2022, I can now say this, but a local importer here in South Africa had to liquidate oh, really? because too many guys were now doing direct trade, you know, around him, flying to the farm, uh, purchasing okay. their own coffee, see, yeah. bringing it back, cutting the mother man out, and he also has a family that he needs yeah, to look definitely. after. And um, at the end of the day, we all want to help each other. That's uh, it. At the end of the day, so getting. Um, Getting people to, like I said, don't cut out the middleman. Don't cut out the middleman. The middleman's there for a reason. And at the end of the day, everybody, let everybody get a piece of the the share. Yes, I mean he he went and registered a business to import coffee. Don't cut him out. That's his livelihood. Yes. I mean he, I know that he he still uses his coffee roaster. Yeah. uh, Now to roast peanuts, because he has to make a living. Sure. Now he's not importing coffee anymore. I mean, that's, yeah, that's sad. It, it is sad. And at the end of the day, that's why we're yes. here. We are here for people. Yes. And we, we want to help everybody in the, the whole chain, ecosystem. Yeah. The ecosystem from, like we said, from farm to cup. That's everybody. it. Everybody. And the importers are part of those. Everybody matters. Part of that um, yes. chain. So at the end of the day, it's, it's sad that people get to a point where we cut other people's throats to, to make our own. Yeah, to make an extra few cents. Now. Yeah. I get it. We're in an economic uh, crush right now. Yes. Um, I, I know South Africa has been in a recession for you know since I think before 2008. We've never left recession. Yeah. I know a lot of a lot of countries have had the privilege of saying uh, that they left recession and they're out of recession. Mm-hmm. South Africa, they make the statement, but it's not exactly true because <laughs> our minimum wages is just too yeah. low to get out of recession, um, and so. Being in a country where we've never left recession in almost 20 years, mm. um, everybody needs to survive. Yeah, no, Someone takes their livelihood money to invest into a business, to start something to create, to, well, yeah. to print new money. Yeah. Um, we need to support all of those guys. Definitely. Because that's what it's about. Um, but and I mean, that, yes, and that's, and that's why why we're busy with this. Uh, I just <laughs> that, almost took that, your coffee. That's mine. That's mine. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> um, so Stop that, it, he likes it. <laughs> that's, that's why we started with the TCC, or you, yeah, you TCC had an idea because of behind all of this, um, is to to help everybody in the chain, to help those guys that's now liquidated, not to get liquidated. Exactly. To get the farms better pricing, to get the people on the farm, the workers, everybody, to have a better life at the end of the day. To, that's it. To support their family, to have better nutrition. All those kinds of stuff. Yeah, so the idea behind TC coin, trading coffee coin, which is a coin which hopefully if everything goes according to plan and you know everything happens the way we, we, we hope it's going to happen, we want to launch this this coin on the 1st of October 2022. International coffee. Um, as a cryptocurrency coin yes. for the ecosystem. Now, just to kind of give you guys uh, some some back, you know, back tail or back end of, of why and what we will be doing. Um, we want to bring that into today's discussion. Uh, so we've got 15 minutes to rant on this. Um, we want to help the supply chain. Yes. And the way that we want to help the supply chain, the coffee <coughs> ecosystem, through this coin, and Stefan, just jump in there, obviously, when we've got something on mind, because you know that I would never stop, stop talking. <laughs> 
Um, the whole thing for me was, you know, being in coffee now for, well, back when I thought about this idea, um, was, okay, so I'm buying coffee now from a roastery. The roastery buys it from the importer. The importer obviously bought it from the exporter because they have some business stuff to do between countries. Uh, the exporter purchases from the washing bays or the processing stations. And they, of course, purchase from the local small farms. Yes. So I would buy a coffee and I would pay an X amount per kilogram roasted. And I asked my roaster, what defines the price? And my roaster's response was, well, the import and export price, you know, going through the whole ecosystem of the stock exchange. So they define the first price for exports. Um, so a certain quality type of bean gets a certain type of quality of price. And I was like, okay, but who defines that? And it was like, well, you get these guys, they're called Q graders. Um, so now I understand Q graders a lot more. Uh, I actually know two or three Q graders now. Phenomenal people. They do an outstanding job um, at grading these types of coffees. Mm. And so, I mean, their job is to fly international, go to different farms, cup the coffees, put them out on score sheets and say, okay, this is a 75 point coffee or this is an 89 point coffee. Yeah. Now the 89 points then <clears throat> means that we can add you know, a bit of money yeah. to that, speciality. but to no standard. Yeah. So okay, speciality so. coffee came into play. Okay. We'd be like, okay, you grew a better quality coffee. We're gonna pay you uh, stock exchange price plus let's say for argument's sake, 15 or 17% on top of that okay. because you put more effort into the cup. Okay, so at the end of the day, um, it, will help for the, it will help the farmers to get education around getting better quality. Yeah, that's what it came and, down and, to. And get maybe money to them to have the ability to get the right equipment, the right nutrition, to even better their coffee better again, their coffee, so yes. that they can also get to a speciality point coffee and get better paid. Right. For the coffee. So it's growing right. better coffee to get paid a better price. Now, okay. because there was no standard in that, we would then negotiate with the farmer. Yeah. So I'd be like, okay, well, I put aside this year uh, for coffee, you know, purchases on speciality elements. Uh, let's say for argument's sake, uh, you know, 5,000 US dollars. So I'm like, okay, I've got 50, 50 grand that I can, that I can, you know, spend on good quality coffee. So I'll go, to, I'll fly out to a farm, um, which costs you money. Yeah. You get to the farm, they put all of their coffees on the table, which they've now obviously grew, picked, processed, maybe even fermented yeah. to get these special type of flavors. Yes. So that when I taste it, I go, wow, this is really, really tasting coffee, tasty coffee. I'll give you 20% higher price than the standard, yeah. which of course is the stock exchange. Yes. And so now I will go to five different farms and I purchase these bags. Yeah. Now with exports and import taxes and all of that, you know, I've got my five grand. Now, by the time I'm finished, my five grand is burned to, to ashes. Yeah. And I've only got, let's say, 15 bags of coffee back into my country, yeah. you know, into South Africa for, because I'm in South Africa. Yes. So now I sit with this bag of coffee, I roast it, I put it on my, on my shelf, a client comes in and they go, I wanna buy a packet of coffee. How much is this bag? And I'm like, oh, this little baggie goes for, you know, $10. And they go, what the heck? Are you nuts? Yeah. Why is your coffee so expensive? Now I have to go through this whole protocol to teach my client 
what speciality coffee means. I need to take some of the coffee. I now need to make some of the coffee for yeah. the client. They take a sip and they go, I don't like that. So you went through the whole process of creating the specific yeah. type of quality coffee. You even paid the farmer more for this coffee. Yeah. And your client goes, I don't like this because the acidity is too high. Now, they don't know the acidity is too high. Yeah. Like the very first time you had your katura. And it was extremely sour and fruity in your mouth. Yeah. I don't know how the roast was, but I just remember you you mentioned, if you guys missed it, previous episodes, he's, he had katura even before we met. Yeah, um, and I in, didn't even know what it is. Yeah, but like in the I South Coast it. or something. <laughs> yeah, they had Blit, um, Blit yes. Bay. And, and he so. loved it. Now, yeah. some people taste and they go, this is horrible. Yeah. Why is my coffee tasting like fruits? <laughs> and and that, that's a hard thing to, to you know sell your client on. And in in a in a span of like five minutes or so to yes, explain, you only have five to, minutes to explain to them well, why does this tasting it like it is and why it's expensive. Yes. And so, that's and that's I think it's an important thing for us why we're also having this is to to educate the the end consumer. That's so it. that they know. We want to put all that education on a website, on yeah. podcasts, on Instagram, on Facebook, so on when Twitter. They, when they walk in, you don't have to stand and explain why this is so expensive, why it tastes like this. Exactly. They, they come in, they say, okay, I want this because I like <clears throat> red cut or I like Katwai or whatever. I like yes. I like Bourbon or I like coffee from Kenya or whatever. So they know what they want. That's and it. And then you don't have to explain and they understand the value. Exactly, because they, they got some knowledge. Yes. I wouldn't say wisdom because what we have is not wisdom, it's just it's knowledge, just knowledge yes. that we can that we can take and, and give over to you guys. Yes. Um, we didn't invent any of this information, <laughs> we're just taking it and working with it. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so it, it's basically putting tools into clients' hands yes. to understand coffee better before they get to you. Yes, so definitely. The idea behind the TC coin was to then go, okay, so now all of this happens, where's the standard? And my roaster said to me, Theo, there is no standard yet. It's a negotiation. Okay. So that's where the whole idea of the TC coin, the trading coffee coin evolved from. That yes. was the, the founding point. Okay. I was like, oh, well, th that means we need a standard. And we can create a standard. Yes. And so doing my research and learning from farmers and from different processing plants and, you know, going to coffee to far, to, to the actual coffee farms, spending time there and tasting a lot of coffee, I noticed that there is certain standards that is the same everywhere. For instance, Q grading. Yeah. So Q grading gives us points, but there's no price connected to point yet. So what if we could create an algorithm that worked according to the point system, the Q grading system? So now someone, you know, grows the coffee, let's say in a small farm in uh, Burundi or in Ethiopia, yeah. they farm their 500 trees. They try and pick to a certain color because the certain color has a certain type of bricks. Yes. Now they pick it, they put it into the bag, they put it on their bicycle, they you know, cycle yeah. down the mountain, they get to the processing or the washing station, they give it to them, they weigh it in and they go, fantastic. They take out the colors and they go, oh wow, this is a beautiful color that you picked for me. Yeah. And they're like, yes, we tried to bring you the best that we had. Okay, fantastic. Now they float them, they take them through floating and they lose only 3% through flotation. That means there wasn't a lot of pesticides. So yes. now all of a sudden you've got a better quality yeah. like in the hand. 
Now the processor can say to the farmer, I love this. You keep on bringing me this. I will pay you more for this coffee. And yeah. he goes, yes. Yes. And of course, that's that's going to motivate him to, to to keep that, to keep that and yes. to know to educate these people to pick the right chairs at the right time. Yes. The right to have the now, best amount of bricks out of it. You just out. mentioned it. Yeah. Now, the, the, the farmer doesn't know <clears throat> this. The processor does. Yeah. So in my research, I noticed that the processor is kind of the important guy. He's the guy that we need to work with. So I started connecting to different washing stations. Okay. Um, one, for instance, that I've been working with for a while is Baho. Uh, Baho from Rwanda. Okay. He grows phenomenal coffee. His name is Emmanuel. Emmanuel is a fantastic coffee lover. He's got a great history. We'll have him on the podcast uh, you know, as soon as we can. Um, I know that they're busy harvesting right now, so yeah. it probably won't be for the next two months or so. Yes. But we want to get him on this podcast just so that he can tell his story. He was... His mom and dad got got uh, killed, unfortunately, because of all the, the the junk that went on in Rwanda. So he grew up parentless, um, but he grew up in a country that grew coffee. With time, and again, I don't know his whole story. He'll tell his whole story, you know, to you guys, um, just because it, it's cooler coming from him. But he grew up uh, basically parentless. Uh, then later on in his life, got really in love with coffee, started you know, opening, started his very first washing station. Um, I think he's got four, maybe five washing stations oh, so nice. far okay. throughout the whole of Rwanda. He okay. works with the government, um, you know, on regulations of pricing, yes, yes. exporting. So he's making a very, very big impact on okay. his local economy oh, nice. when it comes to coffee because yeah. they export quite a bit of coffee to, to the rest of the world, really. Yeah. Um, and they've and got good. They've got good quality. Oh, they've got coffee. fantastic coffees. I've yeah, got definitely. naturals. I've got um, honey process. I've got fully washes from from Emmanuel yeah. himself. Um, which again, I did direct trading, but we imported through the local importer. Yes. So everybody got a cut. But so as I was going through this, I noticed that these washing stations are the important guys. Yeah. So I said to the washing stations, okay, what do you guys do locally? And they were like, well, what we do is we pick and we wash and we then process. Then we put it on the table and we actually cup it to a Q grading standard. Okay. So they got a, Q, a QSN and so they would then cup these coffees and go, okay, this is a you know commercial or this is a speciality. Then they've got almost like a foot to stand on when yeah. it comes to negotiation going, yes. okay, this was better grown, this was better processed, this was floated properly, um, we want 17%. The, the purchaser then, hopefully the, the importer in the countries, yes. then taste the coffee and go, you know what, mm. I'm willing to give you even 2% more than you, that, than you request. Yeah. And so I was like, well, if we can put all of this information on chain, yeah. available... When you say chain, you, on you, the blockchain. means blockchain. Yes, yes, sorry, <laughs> yes. So to put it on blockchain, thank you, Stefan. Pleasure. Um, we want to put it on blockchain so that anyone in the world can actually go into the information of this, this bean yeah. and go, oh, wow, this is stored... As it was cupped, so when they do the cupping, they obviously obviously have their score sheets. Yes. Then taking that information from the score sheets, typing it into an application that uploads it to the blockchain, making it available to the rest of the world. Okay. Going, this is the price that we would set this at because of a Q grade. So the actual number. Okay. Then so, yeah. 
I can as an importer go, okay, I'm willing to pay you slightly more for it because, you know, at the end of the day, mm. I feel back home, people would be willing to pay even more for this. Okay. So the whole idea is to get that on chain. Then yes. going through the whole process, we can see what was paid export taxes wise. We can see what was paid import taxes wise. We can see what the roaster actually paid for the coffee. Why? Because when he purchases it, it needs to be put on chain. So. so he says, I paid, so he scans the bag of coffee with a little QR code or yeah. you know, photo recognition. I mean, today's technology is insane. He scans the name and he goes, okay, I paid X. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, on chain, everybody can see what the prices were. Yes. Now, the coffee shop purchases from the roaster. Yeah. Now, a roaster also needs to make some money because <clears throat> at the end of the day, what? that's why he's in business. Yes. Um, and he's got gas price, you know, gas that he needs yeah, to yeah. buy, and he's got rent to pay where his roaster yes. is standing, and he's got packaging, and packaging always goes up yeah. because they go up with petrol. Petrol goes up if he's a delivery guy. Mm. Um, and so all of a sudden, we can see exactly on chain what is happening. Yeah. So it kind of makes business more transparent. Yeah, and, and at the end of the day, um, to, like, to see from where it started until where you buy it, everything, all the everything, all the the, the whole transparency yeah, the list, whole, yes. the whole process it went through, why it got that price, why this person said he's gonna pay more for it, yes, because he sees the value and he knows that he, he knows his um, customer base, exactly. his customers because his customers like the type of coffee, so now he can they can say listen. I paid more because my customers will pay more because exactly, of the, because the quality. quality is nice. <clears throat> and the thing is, I, I like the way that you said you, you want to put um, prices or uh, get get a price on specific numbers like 85 yes. or 80 or whatever. Put a specific number around it and say, listen, if you got an 80 point, you're going to get this amount of money. And the guy that buys it might g even give you more if he likes it. Correct. Whatever, something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's creating a standard. Yes. Now, the, 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 the thing that excites me about the whole on-chain, the whole on-blockchain, you know, traceability uh, protocol, let's call it that, yes. um, actually connects the buyer. So you walk yeah. into a coffee shop as a coffee drinker. You take your phone, you scan a packet of coffee on a local roast or a local coffee shop's yes. shelf. You scan the packet and you can see the whole traceability all the way back to the farm. Now, I actually empower you to connect to the farmer, yeah, that's nice, to yeah. the washing station and yeah. go, thanks guys, we, we purchased a packet yeah. of this coffee, the price, we can see everybody got paid for this, the coffee shop made a bit of money, the yeah. roaster made some money, the import exporter made some money, the processing plant and made some money, and the farmer got paid a yeah. decent wage yes. to actually look after his family yes. and, and go, thank you for making this coffee. I appreciated it so much. It yeah. tastes divine. And I can tell you that when the farmer gets a message like that, he's going to grow he's, better he's, coffee. He's definitely, because that's, that's... Motivating, man. Yeah, motivating. Yes. It's just motivating. So at the end of the day, somebody way in Australia gets a coffee from Colombia and he's like, oh, a guy from Australia got my coffee. Yes. And he loves it. So now this motivates me to, to actually get, grow better coffee. Yes. Um, and at the end of the day, that's what we want. That is and, exactly and, what we and want. And I, I think we, I think we just did discuss this um, to, if, if you send a message to the farmer, 
maybe get an option where you can say listen i love this so much here's an extra yes if, if you feel if you feel um Let's, generous yeah. give it give to give to the farmer that's it at the end of the day nothing's going to stop you here no. because you just sent cryptocurrency yes. to the local washing station which obviously is connected to the farm yeah. and and they then sell the the the, the cryptocurrency yeah. coin that was sent to them because it's it's actually made for the specific farm yeah. and they can take a photo where they wrote a check or they yeah. they did something with the farmer or even if even better if we can educate the farmers to get to know how to work to with use technology and, yeah, and use actually technology. accept crypto yeah. as payment yes then, then you can do it directly to them you send like imagine <clears throat> you could send actual money to your favorite coffee grower like the actual farm yeah peer to peer that would be amazing like how be much <coughs> of a blessing would that be to that farmer a big one a big one and it's gonna make oh a huge word. difference or even let's go even a step further yes you can bless the farm but now the farmer goes you know what i got paid enough i can look after my yeah. family but I we don't have schools oh, yeah, yeah. in our local area because yeah, we live like in the rural areas of yeah uh, i don't want to use rwanda let's <laughs> use uganda for like yes. any one of those countries or south america or guatemala there's no schools there how about we build a fund uh, like a, a, a fund supply yes. to actually build a school yeah, that would be amazing. in that local <clears throat> region of where the coffee yeah, is grown and and um invest, for their kids to go in, to school invest in the next generation that's it because i mean a lot of these rural areas don't have schools no, the kids don't. start picking coffee at and age eight to ten and that's all they know and they help mom and dad to bring yeah, money into the house because they need to survive exactly and we don't want them to just survive no it's we want them to, unacceptable. to live a, a decent life that's it and to, if you get them to get to, to be more knowledgeable to learn stuff to learn more to learn technology mm. they can from a younger age like i said the next generation can um improve the farm so much more for correct for generations to come just by connecting the buyer to the actual to the farm, farm the whole supply chain <clears throat> and then everybody like the, even the guys that works for the farmer can can learn stuff can yes. learn basic stuff Read and, and write for arguments. Yeah, I sake. mean, small, stupid I mean, stuff come to, to, on. to make a, a simple um, math calculation. That's it. Um, so anything like that, just the basic stuff. That's and, it. And to get them to to get um, maybe learn how to plant something else than coffee. Right. Because you can't just make a survival get, of coffee. Get better nutrition. Macadamians or have, avos. Have or their own. Oh yeah, like the farm citrus, can get and have, maybe have their own um, vegetable. Like a little vegetable, vegetable farm, farm, yeah, like pot, supplying they, food to their own where, local where, area. Where they can, yeah, where they can get better nutrition, give better nutrition to the neighbor, That's whatever. It. Uplifting the local eco economy. Yeah, and I mean, there's there's so many possibilities where we can help them and partner with big guys that um, partner with big guys that we can uh, help better it. Um, guys that can help educate, that can help plant can help yes. bring better water cleaner water all that that kinds of stuff now on that note uh, i just thought of mentioning this um if you guys are not familiar with uh with 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 uh sasa with sasa sestic uh sasa is from australia well he lives in australia uh project origin 
There we go. So Project Origin Coffee <coughs> is a you can go you can guys you guys can tongue twister over there. You guys can go and check them out on Instagram. Um, Sasa Sestik is I think 2017 or 16 World Barista Champion. Uh, maybe even 2015. I'm not good with the dates. Um, so Sasa Sestik started Project Origin where they do exactly this. So yeah. he's actually the guy who flies out to Guatemala or to Nicaragua. I know that he, he recently purchased a farm in Nicaragua. He's been building schools in, in on those farms. Yeah, that's uh, they've got teachers. They fly teachers in from all over the world oh, really? to go and educate awesome. the young kids. And even the adults that don't know, you know how to do normal math yeah. or don't can't read or write. Um, so they'll be one of the the projects that we will be supporting, you know, as a cryptocurrency. Yeah, def- definitely. Um, you know, giving them the ability financially to do more than they are doing yeah. at this moment. At more farms and more. It, at more farms, more, more you know regions, yes. uh, more continents. Um, but yeah, I mean, if 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 you are out there and you care about something like this as well, please get in contact with us through either our website or Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. Um, I know that we are stretching out this specific um, podcast. But I, but I think this is important. It is important, and we will be breaking it down. close to our heart. Yeah, we will be breaking it down in a lot more detail, you know, yes. in the future. Uh, we will be sitting with everybody around the table, <clears throat> and um, you know, each each of us will be sharing our heart around mm. why why we wanted to get involved in this. Yes. And um, yes, <laughs> I'm not going to say much more on it because I'm ma- mumbling now, but um. <laughs> It's very close to my heart, and it's become very close to our heart yes. um, to to do actually make a difference in the world when it comes to these coffee farmers. Definitely, um, they've got families to look after, and the commercial side of the coffee. And I've got nothing against commercial, but I do have a problem with the way that they they do business. Their business ethics is to just make money, yeah, um, and mostly for themselves. Um, they they sell cheap shit coffee to people yeah. at very expensive prices and not all of them but a lot of them don't care about the farmer because they don't know them yeah and that's and that's that's the connection that's that's lost there's there's no personal connection there's no chain that, to follow it's yes. just business and that's how it goes correct and we want to get to connect to the people have a relationship with the people that's the farmer it. The, the pickers the all, all everything from farm to cup that's it now if you guys would <laughs> so. like to read a bit more about exactly what we are about um, our link is on our Instagram you guys can just look us up we we go under TCC but we trade or on on Instagram we actually called ourselves the the caffeine community yes because at the end at the end of the day um, and I'm not sure if you noticed but we use the word the end of the day a lot today um, <laughs> and it's still the it's still the middle of the day yeah it's still the middle <laughs> of the day um, so go and check us out on Instagram the caffeine community um, go our link to our website is on there it is public uh, publicly mm. available already yes um, go follow us on Instagram connect with us there we want to get you on the podcast we want you to tell your story your heart's desire for yeah. for the coffee ecosystem you know creating a standard and let's take hands at the end of the day uh, again there we go <laughs> at the end of the day the essence of this whole thing is to bring people together to be there for one another, yes. to help other people, you know, look after their families or yeah. feed their families, and create this coffee community international-wise that doesn't just drink coffee, 
but actually love coffee yes. all the way from the cherry on the tree straight into your cup yeah definitely and that's why we're here that's it that's our heart's desire in a whole 39 to 40 minutes <laughs> guys we hope you guys enjoyed this sorry for stretching this one a whole 10 minutes past the 30 minutes where we we try and stick to <laughs> and um yeah we yeah. will discuss in the next one uh, a bit of coffee farms a few yeah. farms that we that we are connected to um a few farms that we know grow in fantastic coffee to connect you guys to them yes. and uh yeah, to help you discover some beautiful coffees out there if you don't know of them. So, our questions. The three that, questions, that we we'll are. roughly through, <laughs> run through them today. How is this important for us? Uh, well, if you're buying cheap coffee and it tastes cheap, then you know why. Yeah. If you're buying expensive coffee and it tastes cheap, then you, don't, then you know why. Go and question <laughs> your barista. Why are you yeah. selling your cheap, rubbish coffee for such expensive prices? Yeah. Like, are you are and you then, then sending a check back to the farm? And if you are, great. If not, um, if not, we're gonna have a problem. Like, bring the price <laughs> down. Like, don't steal from me yeah. and and steal from the farmer. If you steal from me and at least you're supporting the farmer, um, yeah. I'll support you. Yeah, definitely. But don't don't steal don't steal two ways yes. just to to fatten your your purse. Definitely, that's unacceptable. Um, so, Stefan, how would this information better your coffee? Well, at the end of the day, for me, um, <laughs> at the end of end the of day, the day. Yeah. sorry um, guys, sorry. <laughs> um, so for me, it, it's knowing that um, the farmer gets what 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 comes to him, what that what he deserves. He gets paid for his work. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's better yes. words. <laughs> <laughs> um, to to so that the farmer can feel the appreciation that everybody out there is enjoying his coffee all of his hard work all of the, the dedication that went into the, the coffee right and um, that that he feels the love and the appreciation and that at the end of the day we can give back that's it that that's what this makes it, it makes it better i i enjoy my coffee more because i know the farm has been looked after that's it and that 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 makes it better for me that makes my coffee better because I know that everybody is looked after. Yeah, definitely. I care about people. I know Stefan yeah, cares about definitely. people. So we want to make sure that the farmer, the people are looked after. And so last question, of course, how can I apply? Well, when you speak to your local barista, asking about the points, asking about mm. the traceability, asking if he's got the information on the coffee itself yes. uh, because if he doesn't then it's about time he starts educating himself yeah, so that you guys can then together uh, journey towards discovering even better coffee yeah. and knowing that you're actually helping the farmer yeah, giving back at the end of the day that's it at the end, at of, the the end of the day <laughs> i'm sure by the next podcast we would get a hold of us on ourselves on the end of the day <laughs> and we'll start using it slightly less yeah, um, so let's put a little fun thing in there if you can come and go to instagram take a photo yourself or whatever of the podcast and tell us how many times we use the word end of the day <laughs> and we will get in contact with you and send you a packet of coffee <laughs> yeah. from some local roaster at the end of um, the day at the end of that day yes <laughs> <laughs> awesome yeah, i hope you guys enjoyed cute. this and we will chat to you on the next podcast love you guys and we hope that you go out and find your happy place in every single cup cheers yeah, cheers guys